And welcome to the Challenge Solutions Podcast. My name is Caitlin, and I'm joined by Cole and Macy. Today, we're going to be discussing being the blind one in social situations in terms of the classroom and outside of school and dealing with unsolicited help from strangers on the street. We're going to talk about our experiences with that, share some horror stories that are entertaining (laughs) now that they are over, and kind of talk about how we deal with different things to hopefully shed some insight on if you're sighted, how you can best help a blind person, and if you're blind, how you can handle those situations and let you know that you're you're not alone in anything that you experience. Definitely. So we're going to start off by talking about our experiences kind of in the classroom, dorm life, just in terms of high school and college life. So uh, Cole, do you want to kick us off with the story? Sure. Um, I don't know necessarily about a specific story, but I want to start off talking about high school because um, I feel like high school is sometimes the hardest one because, you know, there are a lot of immature people in high school, you know? Um, And so, (laughs) right. And everybody handles their situations uh, like this differently. You know, my strategy, and it doesn't have to be your strategy, but this is just what works for me, is I like to make um, a lot of jokes, a lot of blind jokes. Now that's not everybody's thing, but what the reason I like it is because it kind of, humor is like a transcendent tool to bypass the the awkwardness that a lot of people have when they're around a blind person. Because most of the time, you know, not a lot of people are blind. And so they don't, they've never met one before. They've never met a person who is even close to that sometimes. And so they don't know how to handle that. And with humor, you kind of break away that wall between you being a blind person and just being a person that is blind. Instead of being seen for everything that I can't do instead people are like oh you know he's just like i am he's just gone through some unfortunate circumstance you know everybody has their own problems mine just happened to be a little bit more outwardly apparent than other people but so i like to handle things with humor and stuff like that and it's not you know it doesn't always work sometimes you're just having a rough day or things have been frustrating and you don't really want to deal with people asking questions and just being generally (laughs) ignorant but yeah, I don't know. That's that's just like my basis of how I handled a lot of things in high school. Now in college, I don't have to worry about it as much because I feel like, you know, some people are more mature. Now, that doesn't mean I don't have to deal with it for sure. But yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's not much that a good blind joke can't fix. Right. I mean, <laughs> I it's really nice. It's a really good way of, like you said, just being like, hey, yes, I'm blind. That's a part of me. I mean, people joke about like, they're bad haircuts or something to happen. Like be- being blind is like a bad haircut, guys. <laughs> it's really kind of bad sometimes, but it's fine. You're going to live your life anyway. Okay. Even if right. you, you know, even if your hair is not good, you're still alive. Even though I can't see, you know, I can think for myself, I have a person personality that is completely unrelated to my dysfunctional eyeballs so i mean i think when you start joking about it it just makes it something that they can laugh at and they can participate in and they can see that you know you're not over here crying in a corner because you're blind you're living your life just like they are right you're not cut up on it so they shouldn't be either right right addressing the elephant in the room and then just getting out of the way and moving on yes i agree yeah i agree that blind jokes are definitely very 
useful and can be super helpful in breaking the ice in a lot of situations, not just in the classroom, but right. I think they are particularly useful in a high school setting, especially because, you know, people are less mature in high school and right. they don't know how to interact with you. You're probably the first blind person they've ever seen, depending on, you know, how much experience they've had and if there are any other visually impaired people in your school. Right. I feel like Macy and I have had a little bit of a different high school experience than you have though, Cole. Um, mm -hmm. We grew up in really small towns. My graduating class was 34. So, you know, most people <laughs> kind of knew me or knew of me, even if they didn't, you know, directly interact with me in any way. So I didn't really have the experience of people being mean to me because, you know, if someone tried to mess with me, someone else would usually step up and say, hey, don't mess right. with the blind girl. It's not cool. Right. And, you know, that was really useful. And I also just never tolerated it. Like I didn't allow them to get to me. I mean, it was people that I grew up with from a tiny child. So. Right. Right. See, my class is also, I have 25 kids in my graduating class right now. So, <laughs> I mean, they all know me personally. And like you said, these are kids that I've grown up with since kindergarten. Like, I mean, they knew me as a person before they knew me as a blind person because when you're that young you know it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if one of your classmates can't see like exactly, they all thought right. braille was cool I read to them in the first and second grade you know nice. so I feel like that makes it really different versus you where you're literally coming into contact with people that barely know you on a daily basis yeah yeah when my senior year my senior class was 450 and during my senior class my the freshman class was about 700 and something oh wow um, yeah. So, you know, some people, a lot of people in my senior class knew me, of course. Some people in the class behind me knew me because they went to the same junior high school uh, as I did. But once it got, you know, to when I was a senior and these, these freshmen, all 700 of them, and even the sophomores and another 600 of them all also had never met me at all uh, and had, you know, never really seen a blind person. There's no other um, completely blind student uh, at my school at the time. And so, you know, one of the things like I, I took a Spanish class my, my senior year and it was a, a Spanish two class. And there was actually some, uh, some freshmen in that class. And uh, I remember a friend of mine uh, who's a good friend that's going to college with me. Uh, she, she leaned over to me and she goes, everybody's staring at you. Yes. <laughs> you know, well, was, and I mean, I get that. And I'm sure it happens a lot more often than I, you know, can imagine uh, at least just at school, but especially in a, in a class with freshmen and they just, and they just don't understand. I was, <laughs> here's the story. So uh, it was finals week and finals week at my high school, it's an open campus. So you can come and go as you please. I didn't have to take any finals. I had been exempted from mine, but my girlfriend at the time was taking one of hers. So I was sitting outside of her class, just chilling, doing my own thing, listening to music and playing solitaire uh, with my bro <laughs> cards. And I kid you not, these <laughs> two, there may have been three, these two girls came up to me and said, Hey, um, I've been watching you through the window over here. And I was, and they're like, ah, I know that sounds creepy, but and I was like, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, I've been watching you, uh, th through, th through this window. And, uh, I just think it's, uh, it's really inspiring how, um, how you play cards. <laughs> Oh, no. I was like, I'm just doing solitaire. I mean, I'm not even doing that good. <laughs> but, you know, and it, and then they eventually, you know, laughed it off and just kind of walked away. But it's like, you know, stuff like that. Like these people are genuinely 
like, wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, and it, it's, you know, it's hard because, you know, I'm, you know, those people, I'm sure there's a lot of people who have thought the same thing, but never came up and spoke to me about it. You right. know what I mean? Right. And they, they just happened to that day. But, you know, I mean, I'm sure all of you guys have maybe your own stories, but that's, you know, yeah, I, I never met them and I never, ever talked to them again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like those right. just random people. Even that, being in a tiny well, high school, I still kind of got that sometimes. Like every time I would have a new piece of technology or anything right. like that, it was mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And I got, oh, can I touch? Whenever I had a new like Braille thing or anything like that, it's like, right. no, you can't touch my $5,000 Braille display <laughs> right. with yeah. your nasty yeah. hands. Like, n- no, no, it's right. not for you. And yes, it is very cool. But like, can you please stop watching me read? So, you know, I got that a lot and I still get that in college now, like when I, well, pre-Rona times, I would get that all the time when I was just walking or when I was on the bus or anything like that. I can't tell you how many times I've had strangers comment on how inspirational I am or how they don't know how I do it as I'm stepping off a bus and (laughs) walking straight across to the bus station and finding the stairs going down like I've had people comment on just how amazing it is that I can you know ride the bus and navigate so easily all the time like I wish I had a quarter for every time it happened because I go right. to Starbucks more often but right. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I mean it's just like they're constantly amazed and it's like you know I'm I'm just living my life but also I mean the thing is they don't know how many hours I spent memorizing that route and committing it to muscle memory <laughs> right so yeah you know, at that, you know, it's like, you know, thank you. But like, I'm, I'm just living my life at this point. Mm-hmm. So right. I mean, I'm taking an AP biology class this year. And the juniors at my school this year got to take a science class in eighth grade, whereas we didn't. So it's me and one other senior and then six juniors because our mm-hmm. classes are small. So there are eight of us in the class. But I haven't had classes with these juniors. I mean, you know, Usually, or up to that, it had been pretty separated. I, you know, I might have had a couple with some of them, but I'm in the class with six other juniors that haven't seen any of my technology. So I get there and, you know, we're taking notes and I'm just over here with my Polaris, just typing away. And right. I, I realized, well, actually the whole room just kind of fell silent and the teacher goes, Macy, everyone is staring at you because she's really funny. You know, I, she's great. She's like, so we're all staring at you, Macy. You want to show us your machine? And I'm like, oh, sure. You know, because you're going to, you're going to answer their questions, but it is kind of weird because in a classroom there, it's kind of a two-sided thing because on one hand, if you're in a physical classroom, you have to be blind. You have, I mean, there's no getting around the fact that you are the blind one. Even if you just walk in with a laptop, people are probably going to notice that you're doing everybody. Everybody knows. Right. Yeah. But also a classroom is kind of a place where you can flourish as a blind student if you have the right kind of teacher and setup. Because I mean, I showed my class all my technology, you know, it was really cool. They all thought it was cool. I let them touch the braille display and everything. But then also they got to see me answering, you know, deep questions. I mean, this is AP biology. Like we have good conversations in there. We have, there are eight of us. It gets personal in there. Like, yeah they get to see me as a person too and with a classroom you're kind of prompted to communicate and I feel like that is a good thing people are going to see you as being blind first they 
they can see you as a person without you having to specifically interact with them and make it awkward and have to be like, Hey, I'm blind, but it's fine. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. I yeah. think especially in high school, if you do have an opportunity to just kind of do like a show and tell question and answer session with your classes of people who don't know you, that can be actually really beneficial as annoying as it can be to answer potentially dumb questions. It can be really beneficial if you have a teacher who can, you know, give you five minutes to do that on the first day, even. Right. Like, right. your teacher sounds like she handled that really well. You know, hey, everybody's mm-hmm. staring at you, and that's really useful. I had a teacher do that once. I think I was probably in eighth grade, maybe, maybe ninth grade, but I had had the history teacher previously, and there were students in there who I did not know very well and they didn't know me like they'd seen me in the hall because it's a teeny tiny high school but they'd never like seen me be a blind person in action in the classroom before and I had I think I was using I don't remember if it was my braille note apex or my braille since you two some kind of note taker and an ipad in that history class and you know I'm in the zone typing and this teacher's like uh Caitlin the whole class is paying more attention to you than they are to me right now. How about we have a show and tell period and you explain <laughs> right. what you're doing here. And I'm like, right. all righty. So I, you know, explained what I was doing, let them hear voiceover off the iPad, showed them the Braille display. I didn't let them touch it. One, because I'm a germaphobe and two, like, I don't like people touching my Braille displays. I have a hard enough time keeping them clean and functional. So right. I don't want well, those were eighth graders too. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was seventh and eighth graders in that classroom. So worse. I didn't let them touch, but I did explain everything. And from that point on, you know, it was fine. And then I went on to be top of that class and teacher's yep. pet. Cause that's how I rolled in high school. And they got to see me being the only one actually engaged with the teacher and answer the questions. Right, so, right. You know, I, I was the capable, functional, blind person who was top of everything. Right. Whenever right. I, you know, a lot of times on like the first day of class, um, especially, I don't know if you guys did it since I know a lot of you guys know each other, but we would always introduce ourselves because there's a lot of times you have a class with people you've never met before most every time. Right. And so they, they, you know, they'll go around and you like introduce yourselves or something like that. And one of my, one of my favorite ones was to be like, hi, I'm blind. I mean, Cole. Um, and, <laughs> and uh, you know, so people, people laugh about it, get it out of the way. Um, mm-hmm. I address it so they know that they, you know, can acknowledge it and then we move on and stuff like that. That's just like a quick thing that I liked to do. But Yeah. We really didn't do that much in my high school classes. We might play a quick little introductory game or something like that on the first day of class, but we really didn't do like explicit introductions. Like I didn't really have the opportunity to do anything like that. But right. now that I'm in college, it is more prevalent. So, you know, I will usually just say, hi, I'm Caitlin. I'm the blind one. I'm a creative right. writing major and just kind of casually say it and just, you know, because everybody can see me walk in with my cane or my dog. And, yeah, my, you know, if I say I'm the blind one and smile about it, then they know that, you know, right. she acknowledges that she is the anomaly in the room and it's fine. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and even like, you know, in our classes, just like you, we didn't really do many introductions because, you know, in school, everyone knows. But yeah. the bad thing about that is that you might have one new kid in that class that's never going to understand. <laughs> They're because so of that. lost. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 My senior year, we had 
foreign exchange students. And uh, they did not know anything about me, obviously. And I didn't even know they were in the room for like the first week that they were there because right. I was in my zone and I was sitting up front right under the teacher's nose and they were in the back. And it turns out one of them had the locker right next to mine and I walked smack into him. a week after he'd been there and I was like I'm so sorry um and I couldn't figure out who he was because I'm like why don't I know this person and he I realized he was speaking with a different accent and I was like are you one of the new foreign exchange students and he was like yeah and I'm like I'm so sorry I'm the (laughs) blind student I didn't know you had the locker right next to mine I didn't have a cane in my hand at that point because I didn't really use a cane as much as I probably should have in high school because it was a straight hallway and (laughs) yeah it was a debacle and then one of the girls that I kind of hung out with came running up to me and she was like oh this is Caitlin and she really is blind because I don't think he believed me and he's like wait really and she was like yeah really like she can't see you at all which should be evident by the fact that she just walked smack into your butt <laughs> like <laughs> right. I was like thank you get me out of here right right well that's another okay, thing but can we just talk for a second about how terrible the locker situation is no matter where you go <laughs> yes. lockers are bad there is no good way to do lockers i have the end locker in the middle of the school the easiest thing to access and mm-hmm. i can't access it just fine but occasionally i'm trying to access my locker at the same time as a person who has a locker under mine there's no good way of me <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're really, they're just, they're just, isn't, they're all terrible. <laughs> they're so, really, really bad. I hate to say it, but my high school didn't have lockers. Oh, <laughs> must be nice. Right? It's a new high school, so it's all like new wave stuff where we only did four classes a day, so you could totally carry all your stuff in one bag. And mm-hmm. then- I'm literally so jealous. Yeah, I mean, Not even because I keep a lot of snacks in my locker, but also right. one time in like fifth and sixth grade, um, I accidentally let two braille binders fall out of my locker on the person who was under me's head. Oh, that's <laughs> awkward. <laughs> yep. So lockers, not conducive to blind students. Would I ever want to do away with it? No, I need somewhere to keep my fruit. <laughs> but it's so bad. Yeah, yeah, it really is bad. I've wished on numerous occasions that I could have a locker in the union in college so that I could like, you know, leave stuff in a centrally located spot and not have to carry so many things, but I will never rent one because I don't want to have to deal with all of the things that come with that. So I just continue to carry everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that was also another thing, like in my high school, like Caitlin, you were saying, you know, sometimes you would actually like, you sounds like you said you would, you know, you would walk around your high school without a cane. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, me too. I shouldn't have. I definitely should not have, but sometimes yeah. I did. <laughs> uh, it's, that's just crazy to me because my high school is huge. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's like a giant L, um, but then there are two hallways that like run parallel uh, mm-hmm. th- through each part of the L. Then the cafeteria is massive and there's no good way to trail and walking through there oh, when there's a lot of people in there is in the cafeteria or I went right. sighted yeah, guide. Normally I would go sighted guide with someone in the cafeteria. Right. My high school was like, imagine like a print T, a capital T. We had like one really long main hall and then yeah. halfway down it 
we had another hall that went out to the new part of the building and most of my classes were contained to that smaller hallway uh-huh and then we had a couple of other smaller hallways like in the back of the office and going like to the IT place. So, you know, it was mostly just, you know, a simple layout with a straight shot and I could walk down the hall and trail the wall if I needed to. I would use a cane sometimes just because, you know, it's an identification tool and sometimes it was easier to trail the wall. Right. Right. If people aren't moving, I can whack them around the shins. <laughs> right. But, you know, if I needed to carry stuff, like a lot of times I would have my water bottle or something in one hand and things like that. You know, I just wouldn't because I didn't really need it. And I would just listen and pay attention and right. make sure I wasn't walking into anybody. And I also would follow people a lot or like go side a guide with someone in the next class. Right. And that made it a little bit easier. Yeah, sometimes when I was walking to classes, you know, like walking, like, you know, passing period uh, in my high school is is a nightmare to go through if I'm not sighted guide. So I actually would, I would leave five minutes mm-hmm. uh, early or whatever. Um, and some, but sometimes I'd still get caught uh, in, in the yeah. traffic or whatever. And it it is, first of all, high schoolers are never aware of their surroundings because they're always on their phone, right. <laughs> um, yeah. which is a huge problem. Uh, at least for me, because then they trip over my cane and then barrel me mm-hmm. over. And then, um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm it was short, kind of a so. nightmarish experience for me too, just because people wouldn't pay attention. So I right. usually either I would go side a guide with someone like I wasn't super, super close to anyone in my class. Like I didn't have a best friend really in high school because there were 34 people and I was the nerd who cared about my grades and just I didn't click with anybody and I could have tried harder and faked it and had a group but I I didn't care my closest friends were online and are really still online for the most part now but I was close enough with people like I knew all the people well enough to be like hey, are you headed to the distance learning lab? Take me with you. And it was right. not yeah. awkward. So I usually would just be like, take me with you to whichever random person I grabbed that day. And I would either go study guide with them or I just walked right behind them as we went to the next class. And, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't have a massive distance to travel. So I hated passing periods, but it was doable. Like yeah. it was fine. Yeah, I'm about the same. My school's pretty much one hallway with a gym attached. So I mean- <laughs> I rarely use my cane. Even my cafeteria. Well, I I usually have a buddy in the cafeteria. Really? I haven't even been eating in there this year. But, you know, when, he, when I used to eat in the cafeteria, I would just find a friend. Because yeah. the lunch line was not accessible. No, it's, it never is. <laughs> yeah, I never did the cafeteria before. alone, let alone caneless. Like, I always grabbed either, if I couldn't find a person that I wanted to be with, I grabbed a lunch lady. <laughs> yeah 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 i yeah i agree with that the um so what about meeting and like and interacting and talking to people outside of school whether that be like a a club or in caitlin and i's uh case more like dorm life uh and stuff like that how do you guys handle that i mean i do a lot of things with a lot of different people i have my friends that i enjoy hanging out with and most of them know me i mean you know if we're talking like with friends, then it's pretty easy to just tell people what you need. I feel like just like, you know, I went bowling a couple nights ago with friends. Well, we didn't even bowl, but we went to the bowling alley. You know, they helped me play the arcade games. It was a fun time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I won a racing game. Good job. (laughs) 
Um, so I feel like when you're with your friends, you know, it is, it's a lot easier. And also, sure. of course, that situation where you probably do always want to have your cane, which Definitely. is, you know, inconvenient, but also yeah. you have basically something screaming, Hey, I'm blind. Yes. People aren't going to forget that people are probably going to remember to have your arm and guide you and things like that. I feel like that makes it a lot easier. And also, I think that if you trust someone enough to go out with them, then they're probably going to be a good enough friend that they'll help you versus like in school where you're kind of just, I mean, in public, you kind of are thrown into a bunch of people that you don't know, but at least you have, hopefully you have someone there with you who's going to, you know, kind of help you navigate that situation. Right. Yeah, ideally, if you're going out in like a public social situation, like you said, to the bowling alley or an event, you're going to have a person that you know and trust and can, you know, just tell what you need, hopefully. But sometimes you really don't, especially in college. Like sometimes you find yourself just having to go with people that you don't know very well for the sake of continuing to maintain connections with those people. And that can be a rough situation kind of I am with Macy like you always want to have a mobility tool in those situations like I would never ever go and not use a cane in that kind of situation in any kind of public situation regardless of how well I know the people I'm always going to have something that for sure clearly marks me as blind because I want strangers around me to know that I cannot see them and that it's on them to avoid walking into me Agreed. So, yes, you know, that's really important. And it's a little bit easier, like with a dog. Well, it depends on where you're going, I guess. But, you know, with a dog, you can be, I guess people are more open to social interaction with you for some reason when you have a dog versus a cat. more of a conversation starter. You're a lot more interesting. For sure. Like it's a (laughs) conversation piece and it makes them, for some reason, people see you as more capable and independent when you have a service animal versus a cane in my experience. It is very interesting and it's more of a conversation starter. But I have found myself in situations where I've had to do things with people that I just met in a classroom. Like I walked into the classroom and started a con or inserted myself really into a conversation that was already happening and connected with those people. And they said they were going to an event and I said, Hey, I want to go to that event. Can I, can you find me? Like, I can't see you. Can you find me? Right. You know, then I had to depend on them to find me at that. Right. It was fine. They did find me, but in those situations, like they don't already know how to interact with you and you're, you kind of have to work with them on the fly and be like, this is what I need. This is fine. (laughs) I'm a normal person. I swear (laughs) it's totally normal. And you know about that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now. (laughs) But yeah, no, I think the only thing worse than trying to teach people on the fly like that is when uh, you aren't with your friends, you don't need help. But there are some people that um, want to offer you help and not just offer. They want to forcefully help you insist on providing <laughs> mm-hmm. you assistance. Yes. <laughs> yes. Unsolicited <Yeah>. help. Unsolicited <laughs> help unsolicited is the help. worst. <laughs> it really is. And I mean, like, I think we can all agree if someone sees you on the street and they want to help you. No one's going to be offended if you say, hey, can I help you? Hey, do you need help? Right. It's just when people start grabbing your cane and moving it when you have problems or, you know, thinking you're going to trip over a curb. So they pick your cane up and put it on the top of the curb and you do trip 
for the curb because you did your cane and they moved it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or they'll grab you by the shoulders and turn you and be like, no, you need to go this way. And I was like, you don't know where I'm going. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. See, I am of the mindset and a lot of people, people feel different ways about this, but I never mind people offering to help me. Like if someone walks up to me and I am standing at a street corner and I, even if I know how to cross that street and I'm perfectly confident in my ability to cross that street safely, mm -hmm. if they offer to help me cross the street, a lot of times I'll take them up on it. Cause yeah. you know, navigating as a blind person can be exhausting sometimes and every little bit of help you can get is nice. And it's just that extra bit of reassurance that you're getting across the street safely. You know, sometimes it's just nice to be whisked across the street and so, not have yeah. to pay as much attention. Right. And, you know, now that I have a dog, I don't usually let strangers guide me across the street, but if they offer to help, I'll say, yeah, can you let me know when the light changes? And then mm -hmm. my dog can whisk me across the street and I have confidence that I did read traffic right and that I'm crossing with the light. Right. So, right. you know, I don't mind people offering. I just, I have a major problem with them touching me without my permission. Like right. Yes. Yeah. That's obviously a line. It yeah. is never okay to touch another person without their permission, regardless of the circumstances. And people right. need to get that through their heads. Yes. Right. But it's also I run into the, another issue of people doing the exact opposite, which is kind of a good thing, but like, I'll be walking through Walmart with, you know, one of my friends or something. And apparently like people just part, they just part. They don't want to be near me whatsoever. Like, I don't know if they think they're going to act blind or, um, you know, they're taking six feet apart to a whole new level, but this was happening right. before COVID even, yeah. even started. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's like one or the other, or do you get people that ask you really stupid questions? Like, right. Oh yeah. I think I've mentioned this, but, um, in another podcast, but, when I was at choir camp, I was standing in an elevator, okay? I was on the third floor. I was going down to the first floor. I was leaving my dorm. So I get in the elevator, you know, I, I push the wires are brailed, we're all good. We stop on the second floor to pick someone up. The person walks into the elevator and says, oh, honey, do you know where you're going? And I'm just like, <laughs> no, I had no idea. I was just gonna, <laughs> you know, ride up and down until someone finally told me where to go. I died. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you came along to get off at the first floor i mean like things like that like socialization with strangers is just frustrating because sometimes you know, yeah mm -hmm. you it can't really expect is. them to know you really can't because like we've said many times you are probably the only blind person that they've ever seen but yeah. also i mean i don't know if we need to start educating more in schools i don't know what we need to start doing but some of the ways that they try to interact with us are just mm -hmm. you're like all right you know? <laughs> yeah. See, to yeah. me, like, it's fine if they don't know how to interact. Like, I don't expect them to flawlessly interact with me. Right. Uh, like you said, I probably am the first blind person they've ever met. And it's cool if they don't know how to interact with me. But I do expect them to use common sense. Like, right. if I'm standing in an elevator, I have had someone walk in and ask me if I knew what floor I needed. Like, yes. not, hey, what floor do you need? As in, I'll push the button. But do you know what floor you need? And it's like, my response to them was, no, I have no idea. I just wandered into this elevator and I have no idea where I'm going. Said it just like that. And they just got really silent. And I'm like, I'm blind, not dumb. I have 
you know, right. I, I know exactly where I need to be going, but thank you for offering to help. I'm good. I've already pushed the button. And they were like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, it's fine. Just remember, <gasps> you know, I've definitely had bad interactions like that. Like they just sure. don't apply common sense to it. Like some people have, uh, you know, when they're, when they're sighted guiding me for the first time, now this is kind of awful on my part, but first of all, a lot of times they, uh, when we're coming up on stairs, they're like, Hey, uh, can, can you do stairs? And I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, yes. you know, <laughs> yeah, my, my legs still happen to work, even though yeah. my eyes don't, I don't, didn't know if you knew that those weren't connected in any way, but, uh, I'm here right. to tell you that yeah. they aren't. And then, and then what I like to do, because, you know, if it's somebody's first time side of guiding you, they're usually really tense yeah. and really, you know, and really worried or whatever. So <laughs> I fake trip downstairs. Oh, <laughs> that's awful. <laughs> so I just stumble a bit and I go, oh, scared you. You know what I mean? And, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> that's so bad. That's yeah, awful. And it, you know, it does, it does freak people out, but then, then they laugh it off. And then I just, you know, you know, jog on down the stairs, but it, it gives people just like, oh, you know, okay, clearly, you know, he's, you know, he's capable, give him a little scare, um, mess with them a little bit, especially if they're kind of like a friend of mine who just happen- hasn't happened to decide to guide me downstairs yet. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, I've even yeah. done it to people who I've done it to before and they still get, still get a little nervous, you know, right. Man, so- I plummeted downstairs one time in front of, oh, no. it was a new friend. Like I had literally just interacted with this girl for the oh, first no, time the in a new class and I really liked her and she seemed nice and she was in my mm-hmm. nice class and we were walking to it together and I said, no, I don't need you to decide to guide me because, you know, her hands were full, my hands were full, and I knew where I was going. I was fine with the building layout, and I was like, I'll just use my cane, but, you know, if you can kind of direct me when to turn, that would be great because it was my, I wasn't super familiar with the building, but I was confident in my ability to get there, and mind you, these stairs are weird. They're not good. I don't know if you've experienced (laughs) the back staircase in the engineering building or not, but they're not good. I haven't. Okay, well, I hope you never have to. They're really <laughs> bad. And I knew they were bad. And I I was fully aware that these stairs were not good. And I was not using my cane efficiently. It was totally my fault. But I skidded down those stairs and landed oh. hard at the bottom. Oh. And I died inside. And she <sighs> freaked out. And I just, it hurt. Like, it really yeah. hurt me. Yeah. But I just stood up, dusted off my pants, picked up my cane and said, being blind doesn't make me any more breakable than the next person. And I should have been using my cane better. I just kept on walking. Yep. Are you sure you're okay? And I was like, yep, all good. Plastered a smile on thinking, oh, I need to get an ice pack later. Yeah. <laughs> As yep. the tears sting your eyes and yes. you're just them away. Like, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm like, I'm fine. It is all fine. I'm not going to limp in front of this person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've done that, that whole same, like, hey, I, you know, I'm, I'm used to it whenever I, uh, I've you know, come around a corner <laughs> yeah. and slammed my head into, you know, Ooh, pretty wall or something worst. like that that's jutting out or a, or a door that's like halfway open. Those are the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I just yeah. caught it right to the forehead. And my science like, teacher. Ooh, ooh, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My science teacher put a snowman hat on our door for Christmas, and I ran into it five times. <laughs> and I mean, it was harder, and he wins on it, and they scratched my face. <laughs> oh, no. oh. But yeah, you know, I think we all kind of, just like we kind of mentioned in our, which podcast was it? Oh, yes, the Being Blind in 2020 podcast. Mm-hmm. We always try to be perfect because we mm-hmm. are 
probably the only blind person these people will see and we don't want them to pity us or think that we're weak but in the process it ends up kind of coming at our own self detriment yeah 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 i mean like in that situation it's like it would have been so much better if i had just asked her to guide me (laughs) right right the situation would have been so much better if i had just allowed her to guide me because then we could have had a normal conversation and i probably would not have plummeted down the stairs yeah it is better now that i have a dog because i fall downstairs less well i've really only fallen down two sets of stairs in my college career three i've fallen downstairs three times and two (laughs) times was totally my fault and one time was because no one told me the stairs at the bus station were curved but um yeah so now that i have a dog i fall less often than i did with a cane and right i really don't know why that is but I I do, and like I said before, having a dog makes you look more put together, I right, think, than right. two people. For some reason, they see you as more confident and put together. Yeah, well, that's probably because, like, to, mm-hmm. to sighted people, the way, um, you know, a dog will guide you through a situation is more intuitive to what a sighted person would do, right? Exactly. Uh, right. And you, know, you the, hit less yeah. things. Like, a dog is going to avoid obstacles or show yes. them to you, and with a cane... You're going to hit them. And then you also, slap everything. <laughs> right. Yeah. And also, this is something my um, guide dog mobility instructor told me like the position that you have to be in in order to walk with a dog correctly and efficiently and safely automatically makes you look confident because you have to like stand up straight with your shoulders back and yeah. your hand kind of right. stretched out on the harness handle. So the dog is going ahead and pulling. And yes. that automatically makes you look like you know what you are doing to right. side of people. So with all that being said, you know, we've kind of talked about how we deal with situations in the classroom and just with random strangers and how we handle unsolicited help. What do you guys do when people just randomly grab you? Like it, it happens. It always is going to happen. Strangers yeah. are going to walk up and grab you when you're minding your own business and you're walking a familiar route, you know where you're going and they're just, they're going to come out of the woodwork and grab you and insist that they know where you need to go. So right. how do you guys handle that? Like what, what is your reaction? Well, do you want to know the reaction that I try to have or the reaction that I usually end up having? Tell us both. Because I mean, the goal is to kind of remove their hand and say, thanks, but I don't need your help. But what usually happens is I jump and scream. <laughs> Maybe not scream, but gasp. Like, a, oh, that's understandable. <laughs> if you're walking, you're in your zone. Like, and then someone just like, yes touches you and you're not ready for that the zone is real mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're yeah. in your zone you're kind of you know you're completely focused and you almost kind of tune out the stuff that you don't really need to be paying attention to and when people break you out of the zone it's sometimes really frustrating too because you're like Definitely. hey i was on a roll it's distracting like, right it, it, exactly and there have been times where i've been walking um throughout my high school i used to go to school early so there's usually nobody there but i'm walking or whatever and sometimes they have like these carts or whatever that are on my shoreline that are annoying but someone yells hey there's a cart in front of you uh and i slammed into it but they broke me out of my zone so when my cane hit it i was still like what as i slammed into it myself Uh, you know what i mean and so that was just breaking me out of you know my zone when people give me unsolicited help you know i do my best to, you know, despite how frustrating it is, be like, hey, you know, I appreciate uh, what you were trying to do. And I know you mean well, but I have my own way of doing things and it may not, you know, 
look like I'm going the right way to you, but trust me, I've got it. I've practiced a lot and, uh, and you know, I know how to do this or whatever, but you know, that's what I try to do most of the time. Sometimes it comes out as, Hey, don't touch me. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely understandable. I definitely try to just keep a smile on my face and educate people, but also in reality, sometimes it happens so many times a day that You're you can't dumb. educate every person that you encounter that just spontaneously grabs you because at the end of the day, you have a life and you need to get to where you're trying to go and get stuff done. Like you don't have time to educate. Yeah, definitely. Like my freshman year, a lot of times I would be trying to get to class and, you know, 30 people might grab me on my walk from my dorm to my first class of the day. And I don't have time to tell all 30 of those people that I know what I'm doing. So, you know, I would start out with a smile on my face and, no, thanks. I'm good. I've practiced. I know where I'm going. And then as the day goes on, you know, I get more and more snippy and less nice to the people that grab me. And it's not necessarily a good depiction of the blind community, but I mean, I just, I can't do that day in and day out all day, every day. Right. Eventually I'm going to snap. So, you know, I usually start out, you know, no, thanks. I'm good. And then also, I try to get their hand off of me as soon as possible. One, because I don't appreciate being touched mm-hmm. and by, well, by most people, not just strangers, but I particularly don't appreciate being grabbed as right. I'm walking my normal route. So I have, there's a self-defense move to get someone's hand off your wrist or forearm. And I do that. So I sling their hand away. No, thanks. I'm good. And right. then also something that I started doing that a friend of mine told me to try is take your other hand and slap their hand on your arm. Like not necessarily full on slap them, but just plant your hand on them. And that freaks them out. So it's kind of a, please don't touch me. I know what I'm doing while you place your hand over theirs. And that's actually a lot easier to do. If they grab my free arm, I usually twist and sling them away. But if they grab the hand that's on my mobility tool, be it my dog's harness or my cane hand, I just slap their hand and say, no, thanks. I'm good. And then proceed. And I can just breeze on past without having to explain anything to them. So that's what I've started doing. Yeah. Yeah. I just have like a big global PSA. Hey, please don't touch people without their permission, no matter Mm -hmm. the circumstances or, you know, regardless of their disability, just don't, just don't touch people without asking. Right. right. Literally, the only time it is acceptable is if someone is about to be hit by a car or a bus or a train. Like, if they're yes. in immediate, immediate life danger. or death yeah. danger, not just perceived danger, stairs don't count as danger. Right. If something large and moving is about to kill them, then it's fine. Grab yeah, moving, them and jerk them out of danger. Yeah. But if, if you see a blind person or anyone with any kind of disability walking down the sidewalk, minding their own business, even if they're approaching stairs or a wall, don't touch them. <laughs> they don't yeah. want you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so not, and you know, it does sometimes get frustrated. I remember one time I was walking, uh, it was after school and I had done theater practice and I was done with my, uh, with rehearsal and I was just walking by myself. I mean, the school was relatively empty, but I wanted to go to the basketball game because I was going to meet my dad there and it was on the other end of the school. And so I'm walking through there and then 
find out that they have some event going on in the cafeteria. Oh, so I'm like, wow. hmm, how do I handle this now? So, I, uh, and I went, I instead went upstairs and above and over the cafeteria, um, went through there then back down and then to the uh, gym. I had never actually gone to the gym by myself before, but I knew how it kind of relatively was set up. And so I was going through and I walked by the ticket people and said, Hey, I have a pass. And they're like, yeah, we know. Cause they'd seen me go to games before. <laughs> they're like, do you need help? And I was like, I mean, I think I got it. Uh, and then I found the staircase went up there, but a lot of times when I'm going around the top of uh, our basketball arena, it's kind of like the thing where you go up and around and then you go down to this, mm-hmm. to your seats or whatever. Right. And so when I was doing that, there were a lot of people that were like, Hey, no, no, no the stairs are over here. And I'm like, no, 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 this isn't where I want to be. Um, because I'm, I was, I knew kind of the general area that my dad and I usually sit at, you know? And so yeah. it's, but it was like, you know, five different people and people that I knew were like, Hey, do you need help going where you're going? I'm like, Hey, I understand your concern, but I got it. I'm good. Mm-hmm. And uh, I eventually found my spot and just sat down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See people offering help like that. Like I don't mind. Cause that gives me the right. opportunity to say yes or no. If I need help, that saves me the awkward moment of, Hey, can you help me? And right. if I don't need help, I can say no. And even if I don't need help, I may appreciate. Sometimes I may help. take it. Yeah. Yeah. Like right. you know, sometimes I just appreciate that. And if someone is going where I'm going, then I can have a conversation with another human. So How convenient. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, if you are a blind student and you're listening to this, you know, it's, it's always okay to ask for and take help. Mm-hmm. Like there is yeah. nothing oh, yeah. wrong with that, you know, but I'm sure that <laughs> it becomes a problem when people are picking it and you don't want it. Like, yeah. I feel like we never, we don't have to think that we're always going to be perfect. And if you need help, of course, get it. But like, yeah, these situations that we're talking about, you know, yeah, we don't, we don't need it. And people think they need to give it anyway. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. See, I have a really hard time asking for and accepting help. Like I am a proud blind person and I, would rather do it by myself than have to deal with another person most, most of the time. When I started college, that was, you know, I was thrown into the real world in a city three hours away from where I grew up and I didn't know anybody here. And yeah. one of the skills that I had to develop quickly was asking for help when I needed it and accepting yep. help when it was offered and could be useful to me. I had right. to learn to swallow my pride and deal with it. And I think one of the best skills that you can develop as a blind person is understanding when you need help, when how to it ask. would be bad to continue doing it by yourself right. and knowing how to ask for it. Like you have to for understand sure. and know your own limits. And when you just can't do something and not only when you can't do something, cause there are very few things that you cannot do, but right. when it would be better for everyone involved for you to just take the assistance offered or ask for help. So I think, I think that's one of the best skills that you can develop. For sure. Right. Okay. With all that being said, uh, we have rambled for a very long time. So we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. If you guys have any questions or suggestions for future content, please use the contact form on challengesolutions.org or leave a comment on any of our posts across the internet. You can subscribe to the Challenge Solutions blog, podcast, and YouTube channel for more content like this. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you in another episode of the Challenge Solutions podcast. And the trains collide. Today, we're going to be talking about being the blind one in social situate. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Situations? It's like the first time you're riding a bike. And yeah. Uh-huh. And then, and then you yeah, I, like I was that. never. Because, well, yeah, because, no, because <laughs> once you get it, once we get going, then, then we're fine. Yeah, except but the first just... time I rode a bike, I tried my, I told my parents I wanted one, so they got me one, but I accidentally rode down the hill into the into what? I, I started pedaling and I could not stop. <laughs> and I did not know where I was going anymore. And my mom had to chase. Uh, uh, their social situations. You're going to have to do that again. Oh no, what happened? The cat just... <laughs> I didn't even hear anything. Oh, well, it might not have picked up, but... but uh, I don't know where she is at. Macy, just... I was on a roll. I'm sorry, but I didn't mind. want to have to edit that out because there was a big... <laughs> I didn't hear the room. Well, oh, I see what. Sh- Hang on, two seconds. One, no. <laughs> two. And okay. Just make it through the first question. I I ev- evicted the kitty from the bedroom. Good. <laughs> okay. So uh, where was I? You know, right. I'm still a per- person. I still have fully functional brain and. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, what I'm trying to say is, <laughs> do you now? <laughs> do you really have fully functional brain? Because I'm not convinced at this moment. <laughs> I have two brain cells, and occasionally they rub together, and I, I do something uh- right. That whole sequence made me think of like Macy like walking on a tightrope, and then once she said fully functioning brain, she fell off the edge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. uh, where should I restart? Where did that really start spiraling? Just, you know, I, can I just hit my face on my microphone. <laughs> it was actually the pop filter. It wasn't the microphone, so I don't know if it made a noise. I didn't notice it. <laughs> This is our intermission. Yeah, I'm ready. Three, okay, two, well, one. Okay, well, hold on. Oh, are you going to go while Caitlin's still in the bathroom? What? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Caitlin said, I have to be. I'm going to go on mute. I'll be back. <laughs> I, 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 I took my earbuds out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I bet I thought you knew. Nope. I was kind of wondering, but I thought she just muted herself because she was cackling. <laughs> <laughs> Which clearly I also need to do, but I have to finish this statement first. I'd like to report a bad haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Don't choke. I wasn't ready for that. So, how's your day been? Uh, well, it has woke up, you know, I did a little living. As most people do. What? It's a cross between a pterodactyl and a dolphin. And back. Oh, thank goodness. You missed so much, Caitlin. You don't have to stop. We no, we can stop talking about it. Nope, we're nope. The trains okay. collided. They also right. were full of gas and exploded. That is very true. Also, I'm eating a pickle, so I'm gonna mute myself while Macy continues. I was about to just say one more sentence and turn it over to someone else. How much of what just was said has been useful? Not much. These are kids that I've grown up in since kindergarten. 
Or, these are kids that I've grown up with since kindergarten. I can't tell you how many times I've had strangers comment on how inspirational I am. I, I can't tell you how many times I've had strangers comment on how inspirational. <laughs> She's not gonna make it. I can't wait till we have her saying inspiration. Beep, inspiration. Beep. <laughs> I can't wait until that's in a blooper reel. <laughs> what? Claws. She dug her claws into me. Ow. She's sitting on my lap and she keeps putting her claws through my jeans. Um, <laughs> do you need to mute yourself? Yes. No, 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 <laughs> no, you have to go. <laughs> Liza said, I have stories I would like to share. <laughs> um, um, what did I say? <laughs> I wore pants today. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> I'm, wearing, I'm wearing sweatpants too. I'm wearing jeans. Liza, you have got to stop. I'm gonna have to hang on. Let hang her on. share her story. <laughs> her story is just that she likes to walk across the keyboard a lot. You're silencing her voice. This is oppression. How dare you interfere with the cat's free speech? That's inappropriate. I can't even blooper <laughs> no, that. No, no, we're cutting bad. that out. We're cutting that out. We're cutting that out. <laughs> That's not the blooper reel. Nope. Okay, but if I put her outside, she'll just clock the door. You'll hear. <laughs> You can't stop Liza. No, She's she will be heard. She will be heard. All right, come on. Come on. Oh my goodness. What time is it? Please don't tell me it's like 4.30. It's 4.15. This so is gonna be like two hours of raw audio. <laughs> what was I gonna say after that? I don't know. <laughs> I can't tell you that one. <laughs> I wasn't inside <laughs> I'm so sorry. Someone is banging on things above me, and <laughs> they have a party up no there. I don't know what that is, but my upstairs neighbor left, and I guess someone's moving in. Hold on, my dogs are scratching at the door. Have you guys heard that at all? No. No. Okay, I'm gonna let them in though, so that they aren't. And the trains continue to burn. Right. <laughs> Are we gonna yeah, I'm try good. wrap I'm this good. up because I don't think it's gonna go anywhere else good? And we I'm need not to talk about sure. what you do when people grab you. Oh. No, oh my, my heater's turning on. <laughs> <laughs> it's all falling apart. See, I. Oh, there is definitely someone above me. Um. <laughs> Have we ever hit like the ending sequence in one try? Yes, no. we did last time. Did we? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did last time, but my immediate script is please give this video a thumbs up. But this isn't a video and you can't thumbs up a podcast. <laughs> yep. Please use the contact. Uh, Caitlin, form. you're going to have to say the last, the, you're going to have to start the outro over. Wrap. Because the, you said, okay, all that being said, we're going to wrap this up. Gave a spill and said, so we're going to wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs>